talking about. Film's the greatest educational medium the world has ever known. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Teenage Golden Age, the podcast where we talk about old Hollywood movies from the perspective of the next generation. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing Alexandra Dean, the director of the Netflix documentary Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar Story. Alexandra Dean is a producer, director, and writer known for her documentaries This is Paris, all about Paris Hilton, the 10-part series The Secrets of Playboy, and of course, the documentary we will be discussing today all about Hedy Lamar. Before we get started, though, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because it helps grow our audience and help more people hear about old movies. Additionally, make sure to follow us at Teenage Golden Age on TikTok and Instagram, where we post movie clips, podcast clips, reminders about when new episodes come out, and more. Okay, so for people who aren't familiar with her, her, who was Hedy Lamarr and what legacy did she leave in Hollywood as well as in the realm of science? Hedy Lamarr was known as the most beautiful girl in the world. That was the legacy she had, I would say, from the 30s until her death in 2000. Because she was such a gorgeous woman, and then she was known as a really amazing actress after that. Um, she did a lot of very well-known films in Hollywood, as well as in Austria and Hungary, which is where she was from. But secretly, she was an incredible inventor. And she had come up with the basis for a technology that would be later used in Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and GPS. So that's the incredible thing about Hedy Lamarr. And we were curious, how did you start making documentaries and what drew you to Hedy Lamarr specifically? I actually started out as a journalist. Um, I ended up making documentaries because I couldn't really decide between print and film. And I had done a little competition in my uh, journalism class in, in documentary film and the prize for the competition was actually a job at now on PBS. And I didn't even realize that Um, It was one of those incredibly lucky things in life. I ended up working for now for five years. And now was like a boot camp in documentary filmmaking. And I went around the country doing these 22 minute long documentaries. I went from being a PA to an AP to a producer. It was great, great training. Um, and then I went from there to working for Bloomberg television as a documentary filmmaker. And finally I went out and made my own films, uh, with my brother. We had our own company called reframed, which we founded with the actress, Susan Sarandon, and we made bombshell with that company. Wow. That's really cool. Inspiring story. Um, what films propelled Hedy Lamarr's success as an actress in Hollywood and how did her interest in producing film begin? Hedy came to Hollywood in the middle of the war, in the Second World War, and she was Jewish. She wasn't telling anyone she was Jewish, but she was fleeing the Nazis. And so she was really trying to work and to work a lot because the stakes were pretty high. She needed to stay in Hollywood. And so she was working a lot at the height of her career. She was working on 
three films at a time. Um, she was working with Spencer Tracy with Clark Gable uh, on films like Boomtown. Um, she was quite a good comic actress. People didn't know that. Um, she was a very uh, thoughtful actress, but she felt that she was often not cast in, in the best roles. I think some of that was that her English wasn't very good. She came to Hollywood in an emergency situation. She didn't really have a lot of time to learn English. And so what you can see in her early films is that her English is very stilted. And I think that did not help her when she was trying to be cast in, in big films. I think that's part of why she ended up becoming a producer. She wanted to make films like The Strange Woman in which she had the kind of roles she dreamed of. And she just made it happen for herself because Hetty wasn't the kind of person who let things be dictated for her. Even in a time when women really didn't have the opportunities they have now, she just was somebody who refused to admit that there were boundaries. Uh, do you think it was a personal choice or a studio push choice to hide her Jewish identity? To hide her Jewish identity? Yeah. Um, you know, I really looked into the historical record on that because I was really curious about it myself. And it seems to have been a combination because she wrote letters to her mother when, while she was fleeing, talking to her about hiding her Jewish identity. You know, there were a lot of reasons at that time to hide your identity, um, partially because I think it was difficult to immigrate if you were Jewish at that time, there were quotas and things. Um, partially because Louis Vimeur was openly saying, I don't think you can be the next leading lady if you're Jewish. And he had a handbook that said that. And it wasn't just Jewish. It was, we don't want our leading ladies to have any specific religion because we want people to be able to project anything onto them. But yeah, Jewish especially was discouraged because you know it wasn't a time when people were very kind towards Jews anywhere, in, including here. You know, I have to say, looking into the history of anti-Semitism in the United States um, as part of working on Bombshell, it was, it was absolutely heartbreaking. I didn't realize how few Jews we let in during the Second World War. Her story really shows like the history of anti-Semitism and sexism as well. Yeah, it's yeah. shocking. So you mentioned this already uh, briefly, but what were some of her invent the inventions she made and how were they used in our societies today? The biggest invention that Hetty made, uh, along, along with a composer named George Antiel, who also, by the way, didn't graduate from high school. Both of them didn't graduate from high school, so they're co completely self-taught. And the two of them come up with something called frequency hopping. And the idea, we think, comes from an invention she had in her hand, which was a new remote control for a radio that she had because she was a wealthy movie star. So she she had this cool new gadget, imagine it like the new iPhone, and she's sitting there uh, changing radio stations with this. And she comes up with this idea that you could change the frequencies on the radio signal that connects between a ship and a torpedo when you're sending a torpedo to hunt down a Nazi submarine. And that's frequency hopping hop around the signal. Why would you want to do that? Because if the enemy warship can hack into the signal that you're sending 
to your torpedo, they could send that torpedo right back at you and blow you up. You have to have very secure signal between you and your torpedo. And that was especially true when you were hunting down Nazi wolf packs, they called them these submarines. And why were Nazi wolf packs so terrifying? Well, at the time that Hetty was coming up with this invention, Nazi wolf packs were, had a stranglehold around the UK. And that's where her mom was hiding out. In the UK, you know, we didn't know if the UK was basically going to be starved by these Nazi wolf packs. And orphans were being bombed out of the water and refugees were being bombed out of the water. Nobody could get through to the United States. And so this frequency hopping patent was supposed to help us really disable this terrifying weapon, which were these U-boats, these, these wolf packs. And we were supposed to be able to have these unbeatable torpedoes that would get rid of them. We could get everybody out of England and get them to the United States safely. We get supplies back to England and that would assure the safety of refugees like Hetty's mother. Wow, that's incredible. And I loved how your documentary really centered about on her incredible inventions and really uh, and taught people about them. Yeah. How did Hedy Lamar struggle to enter the scientific world due to the vast sexism of the time? Hetty's contribution to that invention was, you know, um, in doubt even when I began looking into this documentary in 2014, I talked to many scientists who said to me, this is an urban legend. Hedy Lamar didn't do anything. We want her, her to have done something. And plenty of them said to me, it was probably George Antiel, the, the mu musician, even though he also left school at 15. And I would say, why do you think it was him and not her? Well, he was a composer, think about it. She was an actress. I was like, uh, uh, okay, <laughs> well, both of their names are on the patent. So why, why do you think he did it? And, you know, it was usually things like, well, he had other inventions. So did she. In fact, she had more patents than he did. But, you know, that was the kind of sexism I was looking at. I really saw a lot of sexism in her peers. And when I went back and looked in the historical record, it became even more astonishing. What was really astonishing was when she found um, some historians and reached out to them about what she'd done, including a man that you hear from a, a tape, a brief tape in the documentary. But he, there's a man you hear from in the documentary who really doesn't believe that she could have done this. And he's a major historian of this kind of communications and he you know he impacted everybody because he thought she was a spy she he thought she was a spy who'd stolen the invention instead of somebody who'd come up with it herself and the reason he thought she was a spy is because she played a spy as an actress now this is a scientist he and that's the reason he thought she'd stolen the idea because it was more credible to him that in real life she had been a spy because she played one then she'd come up with the idea herself. And I actually found an interview where she told him, and he'd written down and recorded that she told him 
that she'd come up with this invention herself. He'd sent the transcript of that conversation to her son. And then when he had later sent the transcript of the same conversation on to other people as a record, you know, of this historical moment, he'd redacted that line where she said she did it and instead advanced his own theory that she was a spy. I mean, he literally redacted the historical record because he didn't agree with it. I mean, that's sexism in action. And he was the historian of this kind of communications. So he just simply struck that line out because he did not agree with it. No, yeah, it's it must've been super degrading for her to um, have to go through that and have her something that she worked so hard on be completely stripped away from her. So talking more about the research process, how did the research process work in terms of interviews, tapes, public records, and more? And what was the most exciting research discovery you made? By far the most exciting discovery was the tapes, which you see in the film being discovered. Um, we found them with a Forbes um, journalist who was then at Barron's. Um, and we did not know that they existed, but we very much needed them to make the documentary. So we were getting to a point where we were desperate to find them. And the amazing thing is that the man who had them, Fleming Meeks, is actually a dear friend of my Aunt Jean. So when I finally found him, he said, I've been waiting 25 years for you to call because I have these tapes. And the amazing thing is when I finally found him, one of the first things we discovered, you know, five minutes before the camera started rolling was that he was so close to my aunt Jean that she was, you know, he was in her, no, she was in his wedding party. Like she was actually a bridesmaid in his wedding party. It was one of the weirdest things. I was like, you kidding me? So if I just like relaxed and stopped calling everyone in the universe and just gone out for a drink with my aunt Jean, I would have met you and gotten the tapes anyway. It's one of those really wild things. Wow, that's such a coincidence. Yeah, and how yeah. was it like interviewing Lamar's children? How did that give you an insight to who she truly was? Oh, that was incredible. But well, one of the craziest things about interviewing Lamar's children uh, was that, you know, there were huge gaps in their own knowledge about her because she'd been through so much by the time she had kids that there were things she just didn't want to talk about. And there were things that I was telling them which was a very bizarre experience, but actually very healing for them in some way in the end. And after the documentary, I saw her son and daughter turn and embrace each other and their relationship shifted after the documentary. I did see that. They understood her for the first time. Wow, that's beautiful. Last question, why should teenagers learn about Hedy Lamar, and why should teenagers watch Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar story? I think teenagers need to understand the power of invention, that anyone can do it. You don't need a high school degree. You don't need a fancy college degree. You don't need to spend any money. You need to be willing to take two or three unrelated ideas and kind of smash them together in an interesting way. Um, maybe with an unlikely partner, you know, a couple of people need to do this together. And it's the and you need to do it in that really wild way to come up with something new, but that's basically invention. It's that taking of two or three really crazily different things and coming up with something new and and that's what's so exciting about Hetty and George is that they did this. Without any background 
in science. That's what I love so much about this story. And then they did get help, obviously, from people in engineering. The Army Corps of Engineers helped them. They, they reached out to all sorts of people before they got their patent. But they, the basic idea comes from these people who simply have a love of the process of invention. And I think that's deeply exciting, and anybody can do it. Unfortunately, that is the end of this episode, but thank you so much to Alexandra Dean for being a part of it. Thank you so, so much. It was truly incredible to talk all about Hedy Lamar and really shine light on her incredible story. If you guys have any questions or comments, definitely make sure to email us at teenagegoldenage at gmail.com. That's teenagegoldenage at gmail.com. See you in our next episode. Bye.